1: This is Perspectives,
2: the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condice Presley. Apologies for the show last week. I just want to start off and say I got a couple of notes from some listeners who heard a very disturbing buzz or hum in the broadcast, which I didn't hear when we were recording the show last week, but I just discovered it and we're working to get it fixed and you should not hear it today. Which brings us to my thought for today. It's one of my favorite phrases. It's, you don't know what you don't know until you realize that you didn't know it. Did you get that? I know I said it a little fast. Again, you don't know what you don't know until the day comes when you realize, hey, I didn't know that. And our guests today have a great deal of information about services that are available to you because you are a citizen of the state of Georgia. Now, joining us are Bethany McDaniel. She's the editorial director for Georgia.gov. She graduated from Berry College in Rome. She's got degrees in visual communication and history. And we'll find out what being the editorial director for Georgia.gov really means. She brought with her her colleague and good friend, Nikhil Deshpande. He is the director of Georgia.gov Interactive. They're here to tell us about things that we probably did not know. For example, Nikhil, how gosh, now, four years ago, the state did a total overhaul of its website, took on all of the agencies within the state, and I guess standardized them to some degree so that if I'm going to try and Google something on the state websites, because Google now means search, we talked about that too, it's a lot easier to find. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, that's that's absolutely correct. And Contest, I, mean, I can't tell you enough how much this has become easier from our end to be able to serve information. Um, way back... Everyone was doing their own thing. And what we tried to do with this entire redesign of the platform that we call it as GeorgiaGov platform for the state is have agencies, state agencies, only be responsible for content. So we take care of all their other technology needs, but we just help with them in figuring out how to work on their content, make it user friendly. Like one thing that we focus on is making everything user centric. Because as a constituent they need they need not know you know how the state is organized and how the departments work right I mean they are looking for one thing and that one thing is their answer for what they're looking for and we just help them track that information to whatever the agency that, would be helping them out with. So about four years ago, we went through this entire redesign of the platform. We gave every agency a very consistent look. It's not similar. It's not you know anywhere close to like being a mirror image, but there is a certain level of consistency where a uh, constituent knows that they are on a state website. And once they understand, okay, this is legit information I'm consuming, then we work with them in pointing them to wherever they need to go. And and kind of this is where, you know, Bethany comes in the picture as far as the editorial person for Georgia.gov because Georgia.gov is the umbrella website for all of these state agency websites where we aggregate information. We look at what people are looking for. And then based on these popular topics, as we call them, we have a curated, you know, page per topic where we give them exactly the info they need to be able to hold that,
2: Transaction with the state. Whose idea was it to do this? I mean, it sounds simple, but as someone who spends a tremendous amount of time looking for things on the internet through various state agencies, corporate business websites, all kinds of things, as a journalist, we're always looking for everything. It seems pretty simple, but again, a great idea to say, hey, let's take a look at what we're doing here and make it user friendly.
0: So I would, I would kind of say this was a group idea, right? So I have been heading this group for a while. And I mean, collectively, we all are very conscious about what our users are looking for, what they're needing. And when we had this opportunity to, you know, change the technology behind the scenes for all these websites, we also looked at why don't we also change the approach of how we want to serve this information. And honestly, it's like collective you know, idea that brewed up back then. We also looked at some of the other successful government entities, like how they were serving their constituents. And, and this goes, like, not just other states, but, you know, federal, even international, um, like how they were, you know, making the most of the consumer being there to be able to consume government services. Um, and yeah, then we started kind of, you know, pursuing this approach, and the good part is we also had all sorts of analytics Plugged in to kind of just see if this is working out. And the moment we saw that, yes, this is actually really working out based on the numbers, you know, we really kind of poured more resources and more time into building this up.
2: So that brings me to you, Bethany. How did you come to be the editorial director of Georgia.gov?
1: So I. Uh I started with uh, Georgia Technology Authority, that's the agency that our team is with, um, just doing, updating the content. So my sole job was to make sure that all the content on Georgia.gov was up-to-date, accurate, and relevant, and I think uh, that's that's another uh, really good question, is how do we know that? How do we know that we have information? that? What? How do we know what people want to know? And so we, as Nikhil said, we look at the analytics, so we see what people are searching for. We can see actual search terms and we can see what people are clicking on. We also have a, in the state of Georgia, there's a con- consolidated um, uh, call center, 1-800-Georgia. So you can call 1-800-Georgia and um, talk to a, a person or live chat with them. And uh, they'll help direct you to the agency that you need to go to. So we poured through the call logs of 1-800 Georgia to see what people are actually calling in about. So those those are great tools, the analytics and the call logs from 1-800 Georgia. But that just because someone clicked on how to pay child support doesn't necessarily mean that they've figured out how to pay the child. That they got their question answered. And so that's kind of how we've we've integrated. Um, social media into georgia.gov and not a lot of people know that but we have yeah talk a little <laughs> bit more about that we have a facebook and a twitter account and that's where we can talk directly to constituents to see what questions they have and what better way that we can uh, provide answers to those questions so if i get um, 500 messages saying that's exaggerated but if i get a lot of messages saying how do i pay my child support well then obviously on georgia.gov we're just not we don't have the information displayed correctly, so that's when I can go in there and rearrange where pain child support is displayed or rewrite it so that it's more, it's easier to understand. Uh, so we, so we rely heavily on support from our constituents as well to figure out what they need and how we can better provide that information. So
2: how does someone with a degree in visual communications and history find herself in charge as the editorial director of Georgia.gov? I don't think you were prepping for that when you were in school up at Berry College, were you?
1: Not quite. Um, so, Barry College is a liberal arts program, and this isn't a plug for Barry College, but it's, it was a great school to learn um, how to learn. And so, at when I started at Georgia Gov doing the content, I just absorbed all the information. So, I, I, read, I have read multiple times every single page on Georgia.gov, and there are over 5,000 pages on Georgia.gov. And so I was able to to learn that information, and with my history background, we you have to know how to write, and uh, so I I was able to use those skills in order to make sure that the information that it was in my head and that what was available and easy to understand for everyone else too. Um, And so we actually have a a blog on Georgia.gov. So we have our uh, we have top. 50, it's around, it's a little more than 50 now, but we have, we call them popular topics. And those are the top 50 things that we saw that people had the most questions about. But obviously there are more than just 50 things that people have questions about. So that's where our blog comes into play. So our blogs aren't really as much, um, so the top 50 things is what, a lot of people have question about, and then our blogs are what just a, a few people have questions about, but there's still questions that need to be answered, so our blogs are a little more versatile and a little more, they have a little more mobility to them.
2: As a matter of fact, one of the top issues on the blog today is a word that we've used in our news content today, the day that we're recording our interview, signy die, because it's the last day of the Georgia legislature, which means?
1: Uh, without day. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> and I passed the test. <laughs> and Yes, you did, and its
2: significance is what?
1: It's the, the 40th day of the legislative session, and so that means that, um, that so this is the last day that bills can be passed in the House and the Senate and before they're sent to the governor's desk. And so if a bill wants to be, if a legislator wants to pass a bill, then they have to wait until next year after today, after midnight tonight.
2: So you talked about using the analytics and looking at the call logs. What people calling 1-800 Georgia were asking you about to kind of come up with some of the most popular topics you've mentioned paying and collecting child support a couple of times sounds like that's a, a pretty big deal for for Georgia citizens
1: that's for the entire time that I've been here that's been the number one thing that has been clicked on searched for asked about is how do I how to pay child support and how to apply for food stamps so those are the top two things
2: when you're on the back end, Nikhil, looking how to put these things together. Does information like that surprise you? Or how do you end up building something so that that type of content is easy for a user to access and then also, Bethany, easy for them to understand so that upon getting it, they're able to take action? You first.
0: Yeah, well, definitely, right? I mean, when you look at the level of information that is being seeked, and it's not just the information about what is it that they're looking for, but how are they looking for? So when we saw that you know most of the people are now using mobile devices to seek this information, one of the things that we did about two or three years ago was made all of our sites mobile friendly, which was a pretty big kind of technology change behind the scenes where you know we had to make sure we applied this technology called responsive web design, where if someone pulls up your site on a mobile device, it, it structurally changes. But it is not just the technology aspect of it, but also then you know, how do you change your content, right? Because no one's really kind of be looking at reading paragraphs and paragraphs of text on a mobile device. and and this is this is where like editorial comes in, is how do you make content web friendly? So when someone pulls it up on their mobile device, they can just quickly look at it, glance at it from a synoptic perspective, understand what's needed from them. In a bullet point or in a very short paragraph way, and then they at least have an understanding of okay, am I ready or not to start using the state service or you know starting out this transaction?
2: Uh, moving to Georgia, very popular thing that you guys have got to inform people who don't live in the state but are about to be residents about, right?
1: Yeah, um, going back to the to the team aspect, we do have a, a great team at Georgia Gov. We have writers and designers, and we have. Um, a uh, we're we're trying to make things more visual as Nikhil said most people are on their tablet or on their phone and so we want the we don't want just paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of government Lingo. We we want it to text be... text is boring. Yes, it's I know. It's very boring. Probably yeah, like pictures. So we have a, a great designer who has created um, a lot of infographics, and so we're we're trying to use infographics more. She's also um, created some videos, and so as you were talking about, we actually have a video about how to move to Georgia, and so that's a that's a popular topic that uh, we we discovered when we were creating our popular topics, and so we just made it into a video, so you can you can just watch this. One-minute video and see everything you need to know about moving to Georgia, and that way we're hoping to catch people's attention and get them to pay it or to keep paying attention so that they can get the information that they need. Um, and if you're starting a business in Georgia, we have a great infographic about. Um, creating an LLC or sole proprietorship or corporation. And um, it's also been great because we've been able to work with agencies to create these infographics and create this information. And agencies have been super helpful and really excited that th- that this resource is available, that we want to make their information visual and um, easier to understand. And so the uh, the corporation or the the how to get a business license um, information we worked with the secretary of state to make sure that it's all the right information and that and they were so excited that 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 is now available
2: i would imagine the secretary of state's website is a very popular place this year with it being an election year with there having been a presidential preference primary in march and then there's still yet another primary coming up in may things that are going to happen before we get to the general election in november
1: yeah, um, we're actually in the process of creating an infographic about how to register to vote for Georgia and how, how to vote for um, in Georgia. And so we're, we're trying to make it easier to understand how um, to, to be a, a citizen of Georgia and... Um, yeah. Active and contributing because you get
2: tired, at least I do anyway, of seeing the stories on the news on Election Day about voters who are upset and angry because they went to this place because they thought it was their precinct. And then actually it's this place. And it's very easy, I know, on the Secretary of State's website to look up and confirm that you're registered, find out what your precinct is, and know where it is that you're supposed to go the day before or a week before you're going to cast a vote. Or if for some reason you're not available, you need to cast an absentee or provisional ballot provisional ballot.
1: Yeah, and that's that's kind of the the point of georgia.gov is that we want to make sure we want the information available. So we have our popular topics and we have our information on Georgia.gov, but we also post about relevant, timely information on our social media. So during, around election time, we will post on Facebook and Twitter how to see where your polling place is. And um, we'll, we'll link to the appropriate links on the Secretary of State's website so that the information, there's reliable, trustworthy information uh, for, the, for residents of Georgia. Now,
2: you said that you were getting feedback initially because people would call the state at 1-800-GEORGIA. Is there capacity for users to give you feedback online as they're using georgia.gov now?
0: Yeah, so, you know, a lot of a lot of the users who are stranded looking for something, they reach out to us via Twitter. Um, we have certain level of engagement on our Facebook uh, pages, but mostly our Twitter buzzes. When anything you know changes or something somebody has an opinion, um, as far as Georgia.gov is concerned, we do occasional surveys, which just you know randomly pop up if someone has you know any feedback or we're seeking feedback of people. Um, but a lot of times, you know, just their activity informs us for what they're searching for how quickly they find something what they're searching. If they're not finding what they're searching, that informs us, well, you know, maybe we need to have a topic, because a lot of people are searching for this particular thing, and we don't have anything. Um, If there is a certain topic that suddenly you know, kind of blows up because of something else, or it just could be seasonal, for example, right from December until, you know, March, uh, April, tax information is quite hot. So, based on those changes, we make sure, you know, that information is surfaced on on the state website so some of these feedbacks help us in creating you know the editorial calendar uh, but there are some you know certain events or issues that pop up and you know we just kind of have to quickly make those changes to the websites.
1: But we also work very closely with 1-800-Georgia. Um, 1-800-Georgia, you can call that number, but they you can also, uh, you can chat with a live representative. And there's also a web form on uh, Georgia.gov that goes to 1-800-Georgia. So we, we work very closely with them, so if they get a bunch of requests saying, the website for, for Cedartown, Georgia has changed, but it, it's outdated on GOV. then we'll get that information from 100 Georgia and we'll change it.
2: You talk about both of you having teams of people to do this work. I'm just curious, how big a team is there doing this work? And do you have enough people? Is the state hiring? Because again, there's nothing worse than visiting someplace online and finding out-of-date information and then worrying about well, not having the resources to do exactly what you said, Bethany. Uh, we got a call and they said, this isn't right. Well, let's get it, some folks on it to, to get it updated <laughs> and fixed.
0: So we have a huge team. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <I No>. don't. <laughs> we don't. We are a total of ten people. Wow. Yeah. So we are a total of ten people. Bethany has uh, her team uh, of a total of three people, and um, yeah, we we run a really lean shop down there at the state because I think you know we have the technology all squared away, figured out, so we don't have to worry about that. Like in our you know previous life th- where we were using. Like old technology, where we were constantly worried about sites going down. But with, with our recent, you know, kind of move to a modern technology, we really are focusing on, you know, the user aspects. So yeah, we are a total of ten people, and um, some of us have been with this team for a long time. We have one person, you know, just worrying about the entire platform, all the you know websites that are hosted for we have like some 76 websites hosted on that platform. Now the agencies are responsible for their content but you know if they for example need something like hey you know what I want to be able to show my locations in a much better way then certainly we have you know the platform team again pretty much like four people but still working with like all agencies who have multiple locations to kind of come up with something that can be reusable so not five five agencies go build their own locations, um, you know, technology. Uh, So here's, this is kind of like where truly the value comes in is, you know, we are a central model for the state where we are also placed in a way that we can look at how agencies are working and if we see patterns, we develop it for them and we offer it for them.
2: How accessible are the sites for people with disabilities?
0: Very accessible, glad you asked that, because we recently, <laughs> just a few months ago, rolled out this initiative to make all the sites accessible. And um, we just had a person from our team who led this initiative, Kendra Skeen, who talked at the Great Wide Open conference that just happened in Atlanta um, last week. We partnered with Georgia Tech. They have an accessibility-based unit called AMAC, and you know they looked at all of our sites and they said, "Well, you guys are doing great already, but here are some of the things that you can fix, and you know you can truly make your site Section 508 compliant, which is the federal standard. Now, as a state, you're not required to meet that, but why not, yeah, it's right? True. It's it's like, yeah. it's a standard. Let's meet that. It's a, it's law. Uh, so we are Section 508 compliant, and you know we are very accessible for people with disabilities. So we had to kind of go back and make sure." our sites, you know, were absolutely coded right, the content is tagged right, so if someone's, for example, having like vision-based disability, you know, if they're not able to look at a picture, there should be a descriptor that explains what the pictures are. So things like those, you know, we, not from just a mobile device accessibility perspective, but also from a content
2: perspective, our sites are very accessible. What's the best thing about doing your job, Bethany?
1: that there's so much. I don't know if I can pick one thing. That's like asking what your favorite movie is. Right now it's Star Wars, by the way. <laughs> um, I personally really enjoy my team and the group of people that I'm with. It makes me happy to go to work every day because I get to be with all my friends. And we're like, we're one, we're a very tight-knit little family. Um, and I really enjoy helping people um, so at the end of the day if it's been a rough day if things don't go how you want them to go at the end of the day I find solace in the fact that the work that I do actually can help people I can help people pay their child support I can help people get their food stamps like that that is feeding people and yeah so that, and
2: helping folks find out how to get registered for pre-k
1: right like, exactly how yeah. do I
2: apply for a hope scholarship when the school time
1: exactly so that that's really how I sleep at night is that what I'm doing is hopefully making a difference, hopefully.
2: Well, as they say, when you love what you do, you never go to work a day in your life. So if our listeners do not remember anything else about our conversation today, but we leave them with one final thought, both of you, Bethany, I'll start with you. What do you want the audience to remember or know about Georgia.gov?
1: We we like to call Georgia.gov the kind of the Google of Georgia government. So, you I knowing that that resource is available, there is information out there, and hopefully it's easy to use and um, easy to understand how you can get your government services. That should be on Georgia.gov. Nikhil,
2: yeah,
0: I mean that's uh, I'll piggyback on that. You know, I think if there's like one thing we want to leave behind is that there is this resource that is. Put together in a very, very efficient way. You know, typically when you know you hear about government offering resources, you always worry about like, wow, well, how much did that cost? Now this is a very extremely slim budgeted resource that's out there, but it's extremely helpful to the people who know about it, who have been using it. But uh, we just feel like you know we can't talk enough about this because. More people know, more people talk about this. You know, we get benefited by you know the interactions, and the more content we can start offering on Georgia. Co- but right now we already have so much out there. We would love for people to come, start using it, interact with us, tell us everything else that they're looking for. And this is an ongoing thing. It's not just like a site that we put together. It's up there. And good luck. No, this is this is a living thing. We like Bethany was saying. You know, the best part of our job is like me driving to work right? So, you know, we really look forward to every day, enjoying the interactions and making sure that you know, everything is up and running for Georgia constituents.
2: Well, the site is great. I'm certainly going to bookmark it. I get enough telephone calls. Everybody in our news department does about things that the state does, and we can just now look. At it. It's easy to it's easy to search, easy to find, and making sure that, that our listeners in our audience know about Georgia.gov. You guys, thanks so much for your time. Congratulations on all that hard work, and to get so much done, 1,500-plus pages, plus supporting 76 state agencies uh, with, you know, less than 20 people. That's that's pretty incredible. Congratulations. Thank,
0: Thank you. you. Thank you for having us.
2: Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, condo 29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time,